Research for famous horses is conducted as carefully as possible within the time I have available. Inaccuracies or out-of-date information is a possibility. I'm currently working on podcast-specific socials for listeners to get in touch with me and should hopefully have that set up by the next episode. He is referred to as the horse that God built. And that's not an exaggeration. It's not an understatement. Everything about this horse, conformationally, physically, mentally, and in terms of his performance, was basically perfect. Um, And there's a reason this horse performed so well in the races in his career. In fact, his big records still stand today, nearly 50 years later. So I feel like there isn't really another horse we could start out this podcast with. And uh, most of you that know his name will agree with me. Um, His name is absolutely iconic, not just in horse racing, but I feel like he's actually one of those horses that has transcended uh, thoroughbred racing and he's just well known to the public at large in general. So I hope you enjoy our first little deep dive into our first famous horse, the iconic the one and only Secretariat. Thank you for tuning in to the inaugural episode of Famous Horses. My name is Mary Grace, M.G. Simonson, and I've been a horse nerd all my life. Um, I grew up reading all the books, Misty of Chincoteague, Black Beauty, um, Saddle Club, watching all the horse movies, reading all the horse books, all the every everything I could get my hands on, you name it. And I'm sure many of you are like that as well, Um, which is why we're here. Uh, So uh, horse nerds unite. Um, Nowadays, I also love a good Western movie. So a gift from me to you, I recommend to you Old Henry, which is on Netflix. There's a little bit of a twist in it, uh, and the twist is great. Um, I can't really discuss the plot without giving a spoiler, so I'm going to save it. Just trust me, go watch it. Um, And then a little else about me. I also love history. I'm the kind of freak who will get trapped in my own three-hour rabbit hole on Wikipedia, um, doing a chain of lookups. I'll Google something, get the article, find it, read it, get on to the next thing. Um, So I like research, I like horses, I like history, uh, and I am happy to share that with you. Um, So let's get started. His is one of the most famous names in racing history. Uh, So much so that even lay people have heard of him. Um, So Secretariat's among the greats, you know, Man of War... Seabiscuit, Secretariat, and there's actually a little bit of a 
debate uh, between Man of War and Secretariat of who was better than who. I'm not going to get into the debate. I'm just going to give you the history of our our chestnut king. Um, so he was fooled on March 30th, 1970, uh, just after midnight in Virginia, uh, Carolyn County at Meadow Stud. His mother, Something Royal, was not necessarily a careered racehorse in and of herself, but she was a successful broodmare. She was what's called a blue hen, that is a mare that produced many successful offspring. 15 of her 18 foals were started, and 11 of those went on to become stake winners. Secretariat Sire, his father, bold ruler, was likewise successful with 11 champions of his own. Um, as a foal, Secretariat is described very lovingly by his handlers as being healthy and strong from the get-go. Like, immediately, when he was born, they could sense there was something special about him. Um, his barn name was Big Red, which is kind of funny because there are actually multiple other famous horses whose barn names were Big Red, uh, but I digress. Big Red, as you could expect, matured into a tall 16.2 hand and at the time of his racing career 1200 pound horse that is not enormous by horse standards uh, or by thoroughbred standards but it is on the bigger side and speaking of his size and overall conformation secretariat is considered to have basically perfect conformation for a thoroughbred um, every measurement of his body down to the inch was considered ideal. He was basically the Captain America of thoroughbred racing. And, um, I have sort of an interesting theory and that is there's sort of an ideal body type, right? For each type of uh, horse athlete, similar to human athletes, um, in your races you have uh, marathon racers and typically the body type that is successful in that discipline in humans is somebody who's on the shorter side with sort of a small compact body usually lighter weight right like 120 pounds and five feet tall um, and then you have your middle distance runners um, who are usually pretty lean like if you look at your 5,000 meter your 3,000 meter at the Olympics. They're usually sort of tall, lean people. And then your sprinters. Your sprinters are sort of the muscular um, six packs, big thighs, um, sort of really strong arms to get that explosive power. And if you look at horse athletes, you actually see a similar phenomenon with their body types. Horses that were bred for endurance racing, um, Arabians, are typically small-bodied, compact horses. Um, in your middle distance, thoroughbreds, standard breds, they're typically taller and leaner with really deep chests. And then your sprinters, quarter horses, which were bred for quarter-mile races, 
um, typically have shorter backs and huge rumps and really big muscles for explosive power out of the gate. So perfectly proportioned secretariat fit into the middle of that pack. Tall, slender, long strides, deep chested, freakishly deep chested actually. He wore a custom made girth at 76 inches. To put that in perspective, my horse wears a 26 inch dressage girth. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, he was perfectly positioned for his job, uh, basically getting up to top speed and maintaining it for about a mile. That is what thoroughbreds are built for. So his racing colors were blue and white check of Meadow Stables. Secretariat's first race was a bit of a disaster, honestly. There was quite a kerfuffle at the beginning, which caused him to get body slammed by another horse. Now, luckily he recovered and still won fourth place. But this, according to his trainer Lucien Laurent, a French-Canadian, was likely the reason that he tended to slightly hesitate and hang back at the beginning of races all throughout his career. Things improved a little bit as he made quite an impression at the 1972 Sanford Stakes, blowing through the pack, and I quote, like a hawk scattering a barnyard of chickens. He then won the race by three lengths, beating out Linda's chief, who was the first and last horse ever favored against him. He begged first again at his next few races, including two where he was fractions of a second off of the respective track records and racing on less than ideal wet track. Um, as a three-year-old um, in the Bayshore Stakes, he had now acquired a bit of a reputation, you could say. One of his opponent's trainers is quoted as saying, the only chance we have is if he falls down. He went on to a few mixed performances as he matched track record at the Gotham Stakes and then promptly lost at Wood Memorial and to his future rival, Sham. We will dedicate an episode to Sham later. Anyhow, being the last preparatory race for the big Kentucky Derby, things were looking a bit shaky for Big Red. History was ready to be made and the stage was set in the heartland of thoroughbred racing. The 1973 Kentucky Derby on May 5th attracted a crowd of 134,000 people, the largest in American racing history. And I think it was partly the political climate at the moment, um, the Vietnam War, Watergate, um, the burgeoning environmental gloom and doom of the early 1970s, but it wasn't exactly the happiest time in American history, and people were looking forward to something exciting. And they had this rising star on their hands, this racehorse, sort of a Seabiscuit 2.0, and people were ready to set their sights on something exciting and optimistic. And here this very promising horse was entering the Kentucky Derby. Um, and he was looking good. In Secretariat's usual style, he broke the pack dead last and brought up the rear throughout the first quarter mile. In fact, 
A lot of the footage of this race, he isn't even in frame. And then somehow, like magic coming around the backstretch, he surges up to the front to battle it out with Sham. He and Sham are neck and neck for a moment. And then Secretariat pulls away for a victory by two and a half lengths. Sports commentator Mike Sullivan writes, The thing you have to understand is that Sham was fast, a beautiful horse. He would have had the triple crown in any other year. And it just didn't seem like there could be anything faster than that. Everybody was watching him. It was over, more or less. And then all of a sudden, there was this just, like, disruption in the corner of your eye, in your peripheral vision. And then before you could make out what it was, here Secretariat came. And then Secretariat had passed him. No one had ever seen anything like that. A lot of the old guys said the same thing. It was like he was some other animal out there. And indeed, Secretariat's performance was really unprecedented. He not only won and broke the Kentucky Derby track record that day, but according to Times, he'd actually accelerated and run faster with each quarter mile. The athletic importance of this cannot be understated. This is literally a Usain Bolt or Simone Biles moment. Um, at his next big one, the Preakness Stakes, history repeated itself as Secretariat once again broke last and once again absolutely steamrolled into the lead. At first, it was thought his jockey was pushing him, and some were worried pushing him too early. But interviews with his jockey confirmed that Secretariat had his own timing and he did not need to be urged. Um, his owner, Penny Chenery, said he started to understand racing. Ronnie, his jockey, wouldn't have asked him to run that soon in the race. It had to have been what the horse wanted to do. And watching the footage, it's as if he somehow has another gear above all the other horses. He won the Preakness Stakes two and a half lengths ahead of Sham in second and eight lengths ahead of our native in third. And to put how fast this race was in perspective, both he and Sham broke the track record that day. Secretariat's star performance at the Preakness Stakes cast him into the national spotlight. In the following weeks, he appeared on the cover of Time Magazine, Newsweek, and Sports Illustrated. Um, one of the only horses or animals, period, to do so. Uh, June 9th was the Belmont Stakes and the last leg in the Triple Crown, which had not been claimed since 1948. With a 25-year drought, an entire generation had come and gone, and some were speculating that the Triple Crown was no longer even possible. Uh, the track that day was clear, dry, and rated fast, Secretariat's ideal racing conditions. He had done well on his warm-ups uh, the day prior, and a huge crowd of 70,000 was waiting. To no one's great surprise, only four other horses were entered. Sham, My Gallant, Twice a Prince, and Private Smiles. An additional horse, Nightly Dawn, who is known for doing well on sloppy tracks, was initially entered, but then pulled out once it was clear the weather was going to be dry. Now... Secretariat was favored to win, but this was still far from guaranteed. 
Horse racing uses an old form of measurement called furlongs, each furlong being about 200 meters or an eighth of a mile. The Kentucky Derby is 10 furlongs, the Preakness Stakes is 9.5, and the Belmont is 12, by far the longest. It wasn't known if Secretariat would be thrown off his routine um, and be able to hang on for the extra distance if the other horses pushed him early. Um, And that is exactly what they did. It was an explosion out of the gates, with My Gallant and Sham setting a blistering pace and opening up the fastest first half mile in the Belmont's history. Experts thought this pace was unsustainable. Sham's jockey was instructed to keep him with Secretariat, who, both in their usual styles, were coming from behind the others like twin freight trains. But with one key difference. You watch any of the other horses move, and Secretariat makes them look like they're scrambling. He just has a wide, open, confident stride. Sham and Secretariat uh, stayed neck and neck for a time, more than a dozen lengths ahead of the pack. But around the backstretch, Secretariat seized the rail and did not let go. And Sham couldn't keep up. It was later noted that Sham ran so hard he actually fractured one of his legs. Don't worry, he recovered and had a long and happy retirement, and we will touch on that in another episode. So, Sham faded into the pack, which was now more than an eighth of a mile behind and counting, and Secretariat started to make his move. He surged forward and widened his lead, moving, quote, like a tremendous machine. You can hear the incredulity in commentator Schick Anderson's voice. It's now around the home stretch. You begin to pick up the roar of the crowd who cannot believe their eyes. At this point, Secretariat's jockey Ron Turcotte um, recalled that he could no longer hear the thunder of the other horses and curiosity got the better of him. There's actually a really famous photo of this moment where he peers over his shoulder and you can hardly even see the other horses in frame. History was made. Ron knew it. Secretariat knew it. The whole world knew it. He finished first by a staggering 31 lengths in an unbelievable 2 minutes and 24 seconds which not only demolished the Belmont Stakes record, but was also the fastest mile and a half on a dirt track in American history. And might I mention, all of Secretariat's records, from the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness Stakes, the Belmont Stakes, they still stand today, 50 years later. He is so far above his other competition that his athletic performance puts him in leagues with other sports legends like Muhammad Ali, Wayne Gretzky, and Michael Phelps. So what made Secretariat so successful? How was he able to be so far above second place? Well, as I touched on earlier, experts widely agree that his confirmation measurements were ideal for a thoroughbred ideal for this type of horse that's supposed to get up to a top speed, 
be able to accelerate, explode out of the gates. Um, his height, weight, build, uh, musculature was perfectly suited for this. Um, but a lot of horses have good conformation. Uh, so what made him special? Well, a few things. His stride length at a gallop was an amazing 24 feet, 11 inches. And his stride angle was 110 degrees. And I, I want you to Google image this. To put that in perspective, um, his other uh, famed uh, horse that he's often compared to, Man of War, was measured at 88 degrees. Um, and then there's one last thing. Remember that 76-inch girth? Uh, underneath his Mr. Universe chest, Secretariat's heart weighed 22 pounds. That is nearly triple the size of a normal horse heart. Um, and of course, all of this goes without even mentioning his natural intelligence, pride, and simple desire to win. You can't force a horse to run at top speed. They have to want to do it the way that Secretariat did it. And not all, not all thoroughbreds will. And, but he wanted to. He loved racing. He loved winning. And he was smart about it. Um, after his big wins in the Triple Crown, Secretariat continued to race as a three-year-old through the fall of 1973 concluding with a victory at the Woodbine Racetrack in Toronto, Canada. The footage of him running in cold weather is actually kind of amazing. His hot breath trails out in big cloudy bursts uh, like a steam engine. I think that is a fitting end to a legendary racing career. When Secretariat was retired to stud, I think a lot of people had high hopes for him because he had done so well. And unfortunately, he disappointed his owners. He sired approximately 600 foals, and none of them did particularly well. His sons were not anything noteworthy, unfortunately. He did sire a number of successful um, uh, daughters that went on to uh, full successful racers, but again, just not the type of champion sire the industry was hoping for compared to a horse like Northern Dancer, for instance, who about half of his foals were champions. So a bit of a disappointment in that regard. Um, but I think it's kind of interesting, don't you? Whatever made Secretariat so successful was not heritable. Um, that is, he's not passing that down. Sometimes what, uh, what makes a, a horse talented, athletic, special is just not heritable. Um, and I think that sort of adds to the mystery and just the wonderfulness of him. He was lightning in a bottle, and there was only one. There was only one secretariat. We cannot clone it. We cannot duplicate it. He truly is that much more special. Now, for many years, the public could actually visit Secretariat on Claiborne Stud Farm in Paris, Kentucky. And he loved visitors. 
His uh, handlers reported him as being very proud. He would sometimes gallop and race his neighbors in the pasture. He would run up to meet people and prance around. He was handsome and he knew it. And he lived out many golden years um, at stud and being visited by thousands and thousands of admirers. In 1976, he was visited by John Wayne, and in 1984, he was visited by Queen Elizabeth II. Um, he lived up until the age of 19, uh, where he had actually struggled with laminitis for a couple of months, and then he was humanely euthanized on October 4th, 1989. And it's a little sad, but also very touching. You can actually find um, footage on YouTube of a family that visited him just days before he had to be put down. It was October 1st that this family has, had visited him, and they took footage with the kids. Um, and uh, at the time, they did know that he had laminitis, but it, it was thought that he was doing all right. Um, and this is the last known footage of Secretariat. And uh, one of the handlers actually gave uh, the little daughter a lock of his mane. So imagine that. And that is actually going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to Famous Horses. My name once again is M.G. Simonson. And I would like to conclude by enjoying the audio from the 1973 Belmont Stakes. I invite you to sit back, relax, and be amazed. For this tremendous Belmont Stakes. Everybody's in line, and they're off. Looks like the early lead goes to Mike Gallant. Yes, Mike Gallant going for the lead with Price and Prince on the outside. Secretary of the way very well, has good position on the rail, and in fact is now going up with the leader. They're moving for the first turn. It is Secretariat. Sham on the outside is also moving along strongly. And now it's Sham. Sham and Secretariat are right together into the first turn. Mike Allen has third behind them. Then it's Twice and Prince, and the trailer is Private Smiles as they go by the turn. Those two together, Sham on the outside. Sham getting ahead in front as they move around the turn with Secretariat second. Then there's a large gap. Make it eight lengths back to Mike Gallant in third and Vice of Prince fourth. And Private Smiles is still a trailer. They're on the backstretch. It's almost a match race now. Secretariat's on the inside by ahead. Sham is on the outside. They've opened ten lengths on Mike Gallant, who is third by ahead with Vice of Prince fourth. Then it's another eight lengths back to Private Smiles, who is trailing the field. They continue down the backstretch, and that's Secretariat now taking the lead. He's got it by about a length and a half. Still Sham, ten lengths back, Mike Gallant, Price of Prince. They're moving on the turn now. For the turn at Secretariat, it looks like he's opening. The lead is increasing. Make it three, three and a half. He's moving into the turn. Secretariat holding on to a large lead. Sham is second, and then it's a long way back to Mike Allen and Price of Prince. They're on the turn. It's Secretariat is blazing along the first three quarters of a mile in 109 and four fifths. Secretariat is widening now. He is moving like a tremendous machine. Secretariat by 12. Secretariat by 14 lengths on the turn. Sham is dropping back. It looks like they'll catch him today as Mike Allen and Price
Smith coming up to him now. But Secretariat is all alone. He's out there almost a sixteenth of a mile away from the rest of the horses. Secretariat is in a position that seems impossible to catch. He's into the stretch. Secretariat leads his field by 18 lengths. And now Tyson Prince is taking second. And Mike Ballard has moved back to third. They're in the stretch. Secretariat has opened a 22-length lead. He is going to be the Triple Crown winner. Here comes Secretariat to the wire.